Excited about several things uh, that will happen on today's podcast, but nothing more than the thing we were just talking about right before we started. <laughs> All right. I, you know, it's funny, like, a lot of weeks I come in here and I have to have some half-assed apology about how I screwed up the homework or I didn't, yeah. so I forgot a thing. This is like the opposite of this week. Like, I went, I went nuts. I had you extra worked credit. ahead. <laughs> you did some ahead. of next week's homework. <laughs> Somehow I managed to do this all all in the week that we had a Scorsese movie on on the homework and a I watched Scorsese that Scorsese movie that you were particularly concerned about getting through. So I'm I'm interested yeah. to hear your take because uh I have a decent number of thoughts and um you know slight spoiler alert on later in the pod I I enjoyed this film but um you know it it was as long as expected which is to say three and a half hours. All right, so we uh, let's just get into it. I know we're going to start with the challenge, but we we're here. There's a lot of okay. Well, be, well, you know what though? Let's not because I I really I we were going to start with the challenge, and I already had, unbeknownst to you, um, clever plans to disrupt even that plan, which is oh, to say, I see. All right, well let's let's all right. Well, we'll get into it then. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go right to the challenge, except I think before we can do that, um. Uh, because once we're done discussing this episode of the challenge, we we will never, uh, you know, heretofore hopefully have to discuss Raven Rochelle again. Um, <laughs> oh, she's definitely coming I back. Know. I'm just uh, that. Uh, it was, I just did that for the line, but but we can stop for the season. So I think if we're going to talk about your uh, personal life decision Assignment. to. Uh, <laughs> Watch the Raven Rochelle erotic thriller. I think we got to do that right off the top here. All right. So I did watch the Raven Rochelle erotic thriller, uh-huh. and um, it is not a good film. Yeah. Uh, it is unfortunately like I was kind of hoping for the room of erotic thrillers. You know what I mean? Right. Really bad. It's not that. notably bad. Yeah. It's not. It's it's not that at, uh, at all. Uh, and she actually, I would say, is fine. Like she, I wouldn't say great, but she's fine. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's um, unfortunate. Yeah the the dialogue uh, uh, often lets her down. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you got through the whole thing. I got through the whole thing. Wow. Um, it is an erotic thriller. Um, and which, which of the many like uh, wrote erotic thriller characters does she get to portray she is she is the main ingenue she oh, is wow. the okay. the uh the main character is a psychiatrist or sorry i, I guess couples therapist he's a therapist is probably right. the best word i would right, say right. by day specializing in in couples 
who doesn't believe in love or marriage. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> seems weird. Um, <laughs> you would think that would inform his therapy style in a way that you would, would not appeal to, you would to couples trying to heal their relationship. Yes. Uh, but by night, he likes to punish cheaters. Oh. Um, by donning a mask and sneaking into houses oh God. and sometimes beating up the cheater, but definitely taking photographic evidence of them together that he later anonymously mails uh, to the person being cheated on, the woman being cheated on. Generally. Okay, so he's like a super creepy psycho. Yeah, yeah, he's just definitely a super creepy psycho. Okay, got it. <laughs> Who you are, who is not nominally the uh, protagonist, right? So you're you're watching this film from his perspective. Interesting. Now, um, Raven plays a blogger. Oh. Um, who has learned of the existence of this? Uh, not the therapist so much, right? But the cheater punisher. But the cheater punisher guy. Uh -huh. Right, he's he's who's local. This is set in Las Vegas, so he's like local Las Vegas legend, I guess. Aha, uh -huh. basically, and so starts writing about him, and then, uh, you know, they meet, and of course they hook up, and then she winds up going to like his therapy somehow. I think she figures out who he is or whatever. And she, you know, so so they're connecting as as both the um, hidden identity and the alias, and he falls in love with her. And, uh, you know, uh, because they have that deep soul connection or whatever. Blah, of course. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 All of that stuff. So. Um, so it's you exciting. can see it's basically a convoluted look. <laughs> 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 and, um, uh, and there is a fair bit of nudity, but none, none on Raven's part. Um, well, it's not, her, it's not a Sharon Stone style role for her, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, All right. that's pretty much the movie. Good it's, times. Uh, the guy who wrote and directed it, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's. I, I'm sure that he's a guy trying to make it in in this business, and uh, and I don't feel the need to pile on. But <laughs> fair enough. Uh, listen, uh, not there yet. Let's uh -huh. just say work not to do. Yet. It's it. Yep. It is a. Uh, it's a poorly written film. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm glad we got the review. I'm a little disappointed that Raven wasn't either like, you know, shockingly impressive in this role or uh, completely terrible because either of those results would have been, I think, more fun than yeah. just I was fine. definitely hoping for something more remarkable in any direction. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Good, yeah. bad, whatever. And it's 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 none of those. It's definitely kind of in the middle. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, her upcoming time at uh, Columbia University uh, <laughs> improves her stock in the industry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> let's we, let's give Raven some real be. material to work with in, so that she doesn't come theater. back. On the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Get her on stage. You can't just take time off from a stage production. You know? I will, I do have to say, it seems like Raven, you know, did some between shows and, you know, I don't know, not showing in the edit, sort of making up with people over the course of the season, right? Like, people were seemed genuinely sorry to see her go. And Reese kind of said, like, hey, I, she became someone I actually liked spending time around. 
Look, I um, I do not think Raven is a bad person. I do think yeah. she's pretty bad at this game. Um, and I, I, I am confused. I guess, like, the thing that, you know, the thing she does have is, is uh, stick-to-itiveness and credit to her. Um, and I think that is maybe what a lot of people confuse for, like, her. Everyone keeps talking about her, like, being a beast. And I'm like, when did we see that? <laughs> I, th- um, I think she's pretty physically fit. She I could, think she, she's, wins, she won some dailies for sure. I think she won a daily. And, and well, I, I think, think it was a little more than that, I want to say. But I'm, I'm not gonna, saying I'm, she's I'm gonna look that like, up while we're talking. <laughs> I'm not saying she's like a useless lump or anything, but I, I think she's a middling athlete and a terrible political player. She's, and like, she's dense. Let's, let's be, let's be frank. Yes. And that doesn't get you very far in this game. Um, but I, you know, I don't really. I, I, it's not like Jay, where I sincerely hope I never see him again. You know, like it. Raven getting purged was was a worse result than several others that I can imagine for my personal enjoyment. Yeah, I, I, I just want to. Do you know how many challenge wins Raven had this season? How many? You, you guessed one, right? Yeah, but I mean, also we're talking about team wins. But but go on. There's some. The answer's four. Okay, she won I would four like to challenges. look back at what those were because, like, including three weeks in a row, eight weeks, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, but like, what? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, they're group challenges. A lot of those, and and I feel like in most of those, she was like the. They were all in chaos. All her wins were in chaos. I feel like, <laughs> you know, I feel like a good portion of those were quite literally ones where within the challenge that her team won, she ruined an entire checkpoint for them by getting three <laughs> trivia questions wrong. That might be true. You know what and I'm look, saying? The nature of this, the, the group nature of this is like, there are a lot of people with four wins this season. Like Zara right. had four wins. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, you know, so. Zara, it's not quite on the other hand, one. is a beast, right? Like, like that's yep. where I'm like, how is it that we're hearing all of this glowing about Raven as a competitor? Well, but like, like, Raven and Zara both seem to believe that they're they're the two strongest female players, right? But I don't think that's true. I would say I think that, I think that could be true. I just think it's a there's a there's a you know uh, there's a there's a layer between one and two. <laughs> I mean, you I know? guess maybe you make an argument for Raven at number two, but I can think of at least it's like Travis Kelsey in the number two tight end. Do you know what I mean? No, because George Kittle is the best tight end in football. But right, I. I think that at both the top and bottom in this particular game, there's a decent separation. And right now, to me, Michelle is clearly the worst physical competitor here. Um, now, I will say we we learned some important lessons here about final viability in today in this week's daily challenge because swimming is almost always in the final, and I think that shoots Ed up near the top of the you know rankings right now because not great news for narice not great news for narice or mariah both of whom i think are stronger you know to my is mariah eye. a bad swimmer or was she just bad at paddle boarding no well she said she hates being in the water mm. which is not a good sign um so but olivia i you know seeing that brutal face smashing with the golf ball again yeah just reminded me what a tough you know whatever you call tough effing lady she is man 
I was gonna say son of a bitch, but like, <laughs> what? She's just a. She's goddamn. She would have played with broken face bones. She would have kept going with broken face bones, and yep. and just in general, like Olivia. This is a weird comparison because she's, you know, quite big from a physical perspective. Um, but from a like approach to the game, she gives me big Derek K vibes in terms oh, of really? like. Well, ju- just like she just keeps going. Is she the bi- is she the strongest? No, the fastest. Not necessarily. You know, no, not yeah, the best swimmer. That. But she's pretty good at everything, and she just won't goddamn quit. Um, I you know. felt like Zara on the uh, on the, uh, the that rope climb thing today was very Derek. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, look, anyone who just pushes it past the point, you can reasonably ask them to, right? You can um, tell TJ. TJ was way into that. Like, oh, and both I was both way into in that. His, in his like, both in his cheering her on as as it was happening, and yes. then like, I, that was I think the most effusive I've seen TJ in, in a uh, uh, time to go speech. Certainly <laughs> this year. <laughs> oh, there have been some lukewarm ones this year, but that was yeah. yeah. And she deserved it, man. I, I, me and me and my wife sitting on the couch were cheering out loud. For her to get over that damn wall, knowing damn well at that point, like she's not getting back over the wall, and she's not going to, she's going home, right? And yeah. she knows well, that. For her to beat either one of those two would have been that would have been an incredible uh, achievement. Yeah, you know I, mean, what I mean, one of them would have had to really get hung up on the puzzle, and yeah. and in the end, she I think was the worst at the puzzles. But Zara's overall level of competitiveness and ability over the course of this season. It really struck me as she was leaving that I don't know that I've appreciated her presence on this season enough and that she is one who I will be very excited to see compete again. And really, like, almost uh, almost relentless positivity, yes. right? Yes, yes. Like, just just a, a, a happy, a, a good person, you know what I mean? So Totally. And, but um, not but not without an edge. I, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan, yeah. and uh, I'll be excited, much like TJ. I will be excited to see her back. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. This episode, to me, um, and obviously, this is you know, look, I think our rooting interests are, are fairly obvious at this point for anybody who's been watching the show. But this, this one almost felt like the Empire Strikes Back. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like Zara's basically like Luke's hand at the, <laughs> at the end of this, right? Like, um. You know, they got the numbers, they had the evil plan, they pulled it off. <laughs> it was it was emotionally scarring for our heroes. And then and then they lost a limb at the very end. Yeah. So. Um I, Yeah. Right. I mean, there were a lot of things to feel good about. Uh but in the end, this is a this is a blow for the numbers. A significant a blow. blow for the numbers. Yeah. And, you know, we have entered a phase of the game where that's actually kind of okay if because you have the opportunity to get it back next week. But now, in many ways, the entire makeup of the final is is now down to who wins the daily. Yeah, I mean, who it was wins a, it and who loses it. Number one, yeah. and, and yeah, 
Yeah, no, like, think about, like, if you think about it, it's like that Raven Mariah who finished last turned turned the whole game, right? If it was Mariah, the the numbers would have shifted completely the other way. So Yeah, well, I mean, not entirely because you still would have had – that actually would have made it even, right? Oh, right, you're right, yeah. if Mariah had lost and Horacio had won – then, right. then that's the been, scenario yeah. you're talking about, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And you know what? I like that. Like, Conquest is con- conquest so far is is much better f- for my experience than most of Chaos was. I, so, look, the producers, I don't think it's, look, it was fairly obvious, but the producers understood what was needed. We need to get rid of some players yeah. <laughs> quickly, and uh, we need to sort of shake up the general, uh, the very clearly obvious voting patterns that are here. So, okay. Now I have I have two major things. I, you know I have a lot of random notes here. Um, I think our our top and bottom rankings are reasonably well established, um, which is fun. But I, I also have speaking of the producers, two burns of the week, both uh, cuts by the producers. Um, <laughs> this week, I think the producers changed the game in a beautiful way, and also whoever edits this thing cut it two times to successfully execute tremendous burns. Um, but do, do, do you, uh, can I, do you want me to do my screed about Jay now or later? <laughs> well, what were your cuts? Tell me your, tell me the cuts. Okay. Um... My burns of the week. Um, the first one was, uh, when Colleen, was doing an ITM, the basic gist of which was like, finally we're going to be in like a you know each every person for themselves where we get to see who actually is any good and who actually wants to compete, and who actually really wants to win a challenge, and they immediately cut to Michelle just standing by herself, <laughs> just, just like in a quiet moment standing alone. <laughs> and then the second one was at the end of the game or the end of the episode rather when after Jay as usual was being a ridiculous ridiculous douchebag about everything and then in an ITM he starts crowing about how good he is and how Narice blew it by you know, ultimately, what it comes down to is he's saying Narice blew it by thinking for herself. How dare she? Um, but he's like, she's you know, all she ever does is play with this, play with her like silly lady emotions. I'm not playing this game with emotion. And the producers cut to him just weeping openly after Asaf was eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just me noting the hypocrisy of this pathetic man um i'm at the point with jay where you know you the first scene of of the show where they come back to the house yes and and jay jay's losing it to the point where even all the other people in the house are like what's up with this guy finally michelle said something like dude because he had again he says all these things that are so far outside reality about like what he thinks about his own behavior and other people's behavior he like this the notion that like by 
you know, being happy when Asaf was eliminated, Kylan is disrespecting his wife and children is like, dude, you've been you and Asaf have been going after this guy every single week. He's been in elimination multiple times as a direct result of you in a game, a game. And now he's not allowed to be happy when one of those people was eliminated. Not to mention, it seems like it wasn't even clear that's what he was laughing about. But right. like, which is what, which is exactly what Kyler was saying. You don't even know what I was laughing about, bro. Right. But like, Jay is allowed to behave like that. He doesn't have to care about Kylan's family or Horacio's family or anybody else. But God forbid someone is happy about something that is clearly good for them in the game. Like, like, dude, get over yourself. It's so brutal. And then he goes to Michelle and starts pulling the same shit he's tried to pull with all the girls in this game. I've been keeping you safe for so long. How? By doing what? In what way? By running his mouth. He did, <laughs> like, at best, at best, yeah. he has kept yeah. them part of a, of a massive alliance by running his mouth. But really, like, he's not winning He's not he's not the one holding the alliance up with his performance. He's yeah. just when running he started, his fucking mouth. When he started barking like a little chihuahua with the what are you gonna do about it? Like I wanted I just wanted Kyla to be like, what are you gonna do about it? Right. You can't do anything. Um and like but uh, does but anyone Kyla was the better man. <laughs> agree. <laughs> and and look, that's the right choice. <laughs> but but does anyone in that room or watching this on television believe that Kylan wouldn't work Jay over like a punching bag no, if he wanted 100%. to. And I don't even mean that. It's like, what, like, what do you, you know, you can come for Kylan all you want. And yeah. you, can, you certainly have enough people protecting you to have bad things happen to him, but you, you can't actually do anything to him because you can't beat him. Which and is you the don't whole want to. You don't want him around. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing that you keep saying every time you throw these guys in is that they, they're going to kick your ass if given the opportunity. Right. We all know it. <laughs> oh, uh, man. It's really yeah. – it's terrible. And and He's there's the been worst. too much of it. And I like Jay coming into this season. Yeah. I'm just – you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. – he's just been so awful. Well, uh, I, I think, really hope he gets it at the reunion. I doubt he will, but I really hope he does. Well, I mean th- – so much of he is so obviously a completely out of control hypocrite if nothing else that he's going to have to get something like like some of these chickens have to come to roost at the well, reunion cuz it's too he, easy to grab the clips of him completely like being an insane hypocrite not just yeah. like a normal everyday hypocrite like a wild insane hypocrite <laughs> and you can see it starting like Olivia's clearly wised up to it. Yes. <laughs> so right. like people people will start to, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? Although now that I, Olivia has sort of wised up to Jay, I'm fascinated to see what the thing is that ultimately drives this massive wedge between her and Norris, because it's fascinating after this episode. Um yeah, sure I, is. also just quickly, that daily challenge once again was sick. Night swimming yeah. and like paddle boat and then you got to do a ring toss like that was that was a dope daily challenge yep you know it's funny i noticed that you know because they <laughs> they did the the elimination had to be in the daytime right because of yeah. the, the challenges of the night and, and tj was still like tonight you're getting a <laughs> it was yeah. like super sunny out <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah so i get we're a little you're a little turned around tj but it's fine um <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, this was this was a good episode. The, the producers were definitely the MVP, I think. They feel no like doubt. they really turned this one around. And the um, old school, the, you know, for those of you who've only watched the challenge since uh, the, the pandemic or something, the I pick, you know, I, I pick someone who then picks the next person until there's only however many left that go to elimination is a very old school challenge elimination, like, you know, process. Yeah, they haven't, brought, they haven't done that one in a long time. Oh, really? Like, that's going back to the 30-minute episodes, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that yeah. is, that's way back in history, and and uh, it it gave me fond memories of, like, you know, Coral and and uh, the Miz picking each other and whatnot. God, man, we need a challenge. Where are they now? I, I just, I want to visit with Coral. You know what I mean? Sure. Just. Yeah. What's up, what's happening in Coral's life? You know, I what guess I mean? we saw Alton somewhat similarly, but like, what's Alton up to? You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a million Landon. You know. What Landon. I mean? like, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, Landon is like the Landon's like the friggin' Gale Sayers of the <laughs> challenge. Like, everyone who saw him was like, "No, he really might be the best ever." You don't understand. Like, he was right. he, he was before his time. Like, and it was like he, two seasons in. Yeah, he was. He wasn't there very long. I don't. We only have this very old grainy video of him, and there's just not that much of it. <laughs> Oh man! All right, uh, you got anything else, or should we move on to to the vast amount of culture that we have to deal with this week? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned this, but uh, I do think swimming is telling. Um, and and you know, Ed and Emmanuel, we already had Horacio and Kylan up top, but Ed and Emmanuel both acquitted themselves very well in the water, which is a good sign for them. Um, like you said, Norris and Mariah did not, uh, but Olivia was pretty good, and, and I. Uh, with Zara gone, I I think if I had to pick a you know most dangerous woman in this thing, she she might be mm. it. Um, Interesting. I mean, look, you know, Berna's athletic, but I just can't see her making it through a final intact mentally. Um, <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> Narice is really good, but Olivia is bigger and stronger, and uh, you know that that could come into effect. And she was much better in the water. Um, Joey, my wife, before they even, like, as soon as Jay mentioned the plan of having Narice stuck picking between Horacio and Olivia, my wife was like, Horacio is going to tell her to pick Olivia, so this is not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, man. Horacio really wants to be there. She was like... No, Horacio is yeah, going to but tell he's, her. Yeah, he's Horacio wants to be there, but he's also not afraid of elimination. You Correct. know what I mean? Like he's yeah. like, I'll go down there and just come back. Like that's yeah. And uh, the one last, uh, well, quickly on Zara, she probably wasn't going to beat Kylan and Horacio anyway, but uh, definitely a strategy mistake, as she ultimately concluded, to not start with the wall. Like yeah. rookie rookie mistake, rookie mistake. Said. Yeah. Um, and then I, I thought. You know, another thing we learned this week was Horacio beating Kyland at Sudoku. I thought bodes really well for Horacio in the final. Yeah, man. I, I think he's – look, they know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he's going to be tough to beat. He's pretty well-rounded, you know? Yep. yep. Um, 
So, you know, you're going to need basically a freak accident again. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, I think Ed and Kylan are right there because, remember, both of them are quite smart, too. So, I mean, yeah, I, that's like, true. It's and, and, and if there's a swimming thing, you got to like you got to like Ed. Right? That's uh, right. And Emmanuel swam really well. And I, I, you know, I don't know how he is at puzzles, quite honestly. I don't imagine he's a puzzle genius, but he's quick and limber and tough and swam well so you know this is actually it's so funny jay and michelle who've controlled the whole season to me look very clearly like the two weakest players in the game yeah well <laughs> i mean michelle just straight out said it right yes like, and she knows jay does knows. not know yeah. Jay does not know, and look, I guess you could argue... And look, you, Jay is good at certain weird things. Like, yes. he's got a little bananas in him in that, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm not going to say he can't win a final, because anybody with great endurance can win a final. Like, there and, are and enough... I, he wasn't great on the paddleboard today for weird reasons, but he is pretty good in the water, as many contestants said. So, yep, yeah, um, yeah. So, but, yeah, but, like I said, he's he has weird ability to do certain things. Sure, but I think this is a really strong field, other than... James and Jay is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, that's fair. I think it's a I think it's an elite physical it, that, competitor. Even field. those guys, right? Like it's like obviously the James and Jay both bring things to the table. They just have clear weaknesses. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um Yeah, not a great episode for James either. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Although, but look for him. I, if you're him, right? Yeah, like at this point, you you ride him ride to as far as you can go is your best bet. Your choices you put have your been lot made. In. You know your what I mean? Your choices have been made. Like this was an uncomfortable consequence of your choices, but like, yeah, you can't flip without Mariah, right? right. Now, you if can't. Mariah had gotten eliminated, I think that would have made this so much more interesting for a lot of reasons. But yeah, no, one of he, which the, is there is a, a look of panic on his face whenever she is in danger. Of course, right? Of course, yeah. So I think he, he, he's, well, he picked he is a pretty tied good her. horse, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sure did. As long as there's no more well. water challenges, I think he's probably <laughs> he's well on his way to the final. Yep. Um, I do right. think though, like Ed missed an opportunity this week to change the game. Um, he was literally voted in by his alliance last week. Yeah, and... it's weird. He has no interest, in it doesn't seem like, right? He. I, I he's decided that this group is his best bet. I, Ed and Corey are the two that I don't really understand. I guess well, Corey is just devoted to Michelle. I so, and I think he believes Michelle is devoted to him. Um, I mean, and, it's it's very it should be very clear to him at this point. Like he's like Michelle is my number one, and it, right. it has to be very clear to him that he is not her number one. No, but I, I he, bet. I bet he, he thinks, thinks he's her number two. His number, her number two. Exactly, and he might be, and and that puts him in a better position than Ed or Emmanuel. So he's feeling safe right now, and I think that's reasonable. Actually, Ed and Emmanuel are not safe, but especially Ed because they showed you last week. Given the choice between you and Emmanuel, you're out, buddy. So like, yeah. you had the chance to, you won. It was all in your hands. You had the chance to tilt the numbers, and he, and he chose not to. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it pays off for him. <laughs> it's a bold choice, Cotton. All right. Uh, All right. Let's move on. All right. So Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. It, it's three and a half hours. It's three and a half hours. How many sittings for you? One. Oh, wow. Um, wow. It is too long. 
there's at least 45 minutes of this movie that is not necessary at all. But that's all I'm going to say about this. You know what I mean? Because, it, yeah, about it's the too length. long. Yeah. It, I, it, it's yeah. too long. It's a pain in the ass. It doesn't need to be this long by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't – I think unlike The Irishman, that is not the it, – it's not the dominating part of the film that it's that it's long. Like it, it moves a little bit better I think than that film does. And and in the end this is it's a really good movie even if it's too long. You know I what think, I mean? I uh, yeah, I would say two things about what you just said. One is I think that was the most charitable review this show has ever given to The Irishman. And <laughs> second of all, um I would actually say, you know, from from my taste, I think the the perfect version of this movie is still probably 3 hours. Um, could you cut 45 minutes from it? Yeah. But I don't think it suffered hardly at all from the little bit of fat that could have been trimmed relative to the, the full picture. Um, and, and there was just a lot here. It was somehow like, it was not dense might be strong because i feel like that should be reserved for things under two hours but but like the irishman felt like so much time wasted beyond all the other problems because i would say the dominating thing was actually robert de niro uh clearly being old but looking young um see that's yeah i was gonna say the the technology the is almost the dominating thing in the irishman right like just the Exactly. When you're watching the these old men in these fight scenes, it's so weird. Digitally rendered to be like it's just disjointing and disturbing. Yeah, Yeah. it's upsetting. Right. Anyway, but putting putting the Irishman aside, hopefully forever. I I loved most of this, and and if I didn't love parts, it was mostly just because they were tough to watch at times. This is not a story I had any awareness of, and yet it's a story that you know, in an emotional way, I know far too well at this point in my life of American institutional abuses and of people controlling the system to their benefit to, to abuse minority groups of every kind, but, but especially, uh, you know, among the most abused by the ruling financial class in this country is the native american community and it's horrifying yeah like i think that i yeah i mean look it's awful and it's ongoing that's i think that's the yeah you know i think in a way that look it's obviously we we know this is non-toy department stuff not great to be uh uh, it's still not great to be a minority group of any kind in this country correct but I would say they, in terms of ongoing treatment and and just damage done to their culture and psyche, it's still the worst, you know. And um, I mean, it's undeniably top two, you know. Like I suppose yeah. there's some arguments to be made, um, but but there are two groups that the United States of America has notoriously and notably abused, and uh, the Native American community is one of them, and and this is. Again, I don't know what, like, did you, had you ever heard of these murders before this movie? No. No, me neither. No. And, and like, I guess that's not so unreasonable, but also, like, it kind of is unreasonable. And I thought it was incredibly poignant that there are a couple moments here where you see the 
native reaction to the massacres in uh in in what is it in Tulsa um mm. that like <laughs> this movie as much as it very intricately explores a very specific historical circumstance it very much is contextualized within the broader historical circumstances of this country and is super referential to the issues we're still having today it i yeah i mean you're you know it is long we knew that going in and we were not disappointed or disabused of that notion (laughs) but but this is why to me this is why you it's it's okay to give a guy like scorsese this kind of rope this is why is because you might get something like this and in addition to being poignant and emotional and you know devastating at times it is beautiful and there are moments of beauty within the the like miserable actions of all the white people really um like yeah, even the ones that care and mean well. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're pretty awful. They're all awful. So, and um, and it does and th- and it does not let them off the hook, right? Like that's that's part of this too and look, yeah. I don't know. I I <laughs> I never do my research in this department and I and I'm always a little hesitant to give the white guy too much credit for accurately finding the heart of the native community but it seems to me like this was both sanctioned by and also like participated in by the osage community and i I thought it was just all really spectacularly done and i'm gonna forget her name now and and how dare i because she's already been snubbed by the oscars lily uh gladstone lily gladstone who is essentially the lead of this film is spectacular. Wait, she didn't get nominated. She. Oh no! Wait, did she get nominated? She did get nominated. Did the movie? Not... <laughs> I just assumed that she got nominated. Okay, and I was like, you know did. what? Now that I think I about it, it I didn't look. <laughs> I take it back. I thought I saw something. Whatever. Who cares? She got nominated, so my mistake. Anyway, she's. She's she's something else in this man. She's uh, she's operating on a. I mean, how many actual words does she say? But she's basically the main character or a main character of the film. She conveys as much emotion and like power with her actions and and facial movements as anyone. It's it's an yeah, incredible it's a masterclass in man. facial acting. It really, really? is. And, and and look, and that is, you know, I think that's another one of these things that you, right, like, you, you're going to get in this uh, uh, Scorsese movie, even The Irishman, right? Like, you are just, you know you're getting top-notch performances. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Leo's and, great and as always. Their De best Niro work, is you know? great. It's it's great. It's Even not, right, like, Jason Isbell is great. Jason you know what I mean? Isbell. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's everywhere. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, I like this film quite a bit. Um, you know, old man still got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he really does. And, and you know what? It w- I, I 
This is maybe this is me giving too much credit for, and maybe I'm sure someone else has done this. Maybe it's not original. The way they ended the movie, like the convention of becoming an old timey radio show, describing the end, I thought was so much more effective than the standard, like, you know this is what happened to this person after the movie ended that you get from a lot of historical based movies. Um, just really clever. And also let Marty get in his own movie, which he loves to do. Uh, <laughs> but he does, he does enjoy a little cameo. Every he now loves and again. to pop up. And I, I, I love it when he pops up. Um, I say that without, without any frustration at, at that particular proclivity of his, I thought it was a really effective sort of uh, choice to to wrap the story in a way that felt that like grounded it in the real world. That like this is this is our history. Yeah, it's uh, not to veer from the toy department once again, but you know when you hear someone like Nikki Haley say in the most parenting ways that America is not and has never been a racist country. <laughs> Like, you just like, it's it's just a complete. You were completely just ignoring so many things that have happened in history. There are a million examples of like, yeah. I mean, look, such a ridiculous like to the the bullshit you have to crawl through to believe in that statement is is wild. Right. And and you know I don't know that she believes in that statement, but certainly there are people who do. I I think you know those are almost like that's that's the easy one, right? Uh, Because obviously, to me, America is still very much a racist country right now as we speak, and I think that's (laughs) obvious to most reasonable (laughs) thinking people. But but like. Things like what Nick, I don't know. That stuff just, it's it, it's satire. There, What do you, I don't even. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, can I can I do a little Oscar rant since this was a hot topic this week? Yeah, but just to wrap this real quickly, I think, you know, on the flip side of, of your non-toy department thoughts, like, that's why I do. I, I actually think art like this is important. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. These stories need to be told. Yeah. Um. The Barbie thing. Right. And I, I don't know where you are on this. Um, and I will say, as we said, I think when we talked about Barbie, um, that I think uh, Margot Robbie was excellent. I think Greta Gerwig uh, was really excellent. Yep. Um, I probably would have nominated her if I had a vote. Like, uh-huh. that said, all of all of that said, this I understand it it's kind of a funny ironic narrative, but like we're all adults here, right? Like we we do understand that Ryan Gosling is not competing against Marco Roby and Greta Gerwig, right? Um yeah. and that in particular, Marco Roby is competing against a lot of other really great female performances this year. And I think that is something that we should be celebrating instead of taking Gosling through the coals or saying that he like the patriarchy did this 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's uh, all of it is insane to me. Like we we have to be a little bit smarter about this. And if you're gonna say that Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie got snubbed, then you should be able to say who who got that nomination and didn't deserve it. Because um, those are the people that you're competing against. It's not Ryan got like whether Ryan Gosling should be honored or not has literally nothing to do with Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig. Correct. I I don't think Ryan Gosling should have anything to do with it. Um and and if I I'm look, I haven't seen Nyad or I I've barely seen any of these movies. We may need to address that in homework. Which is another problem I think that I have with people talking about this is most right. of them most have of them not seen it. any of these other movies. Right. Um that being said, uh I And frankly, if this is about if this is about like women, I think the only relevant conversation is about Greta Gerwig, right? Like, because to your point, if it's about just like women being disrespected, well, like, there's five women nominated for Best Actress. You know, <laughs> none of them are Margot Robbie, but it's not like, you know. Not Ryan Gosling and also not Sterling K. Brown are nominated for Best Actress. There are five women. If you put in Margot Robbie, you're taking out another women, woman. And and like Barbie was a great movie. I really liked it. But it's not like the definitive woman thing ever. Like all the women are equally women. <laughs> I, so yeah. I don't even understand it in that context. It's also I, amazing. I mean, these people, just they just skip right over America Ferreira. <laughs> like, right. Like, like exactly. didn't count. You know, right. And I think there's a real case, even though it's it's clearly a supporting role, you could definitely make the case that she's actually the center of the movie. So, I mean, um, yeah, right. Uh, so I don't I don't have an issue with Margot Robbie. I, I I get the complaints about Barbie because, like, I don't know, man. The Oscars don't make sense when. When Titanic wins all the awards, it it's because it was yeah it was pretty good, but it's the biggest movie ever, and look at all this cool shit they did. Um, when Barbie is the biggest movie ever and does even more cool shit, like it's just pulp. It it's like don't give the director any credit when in fact I think like again I didn't see Oppenheimer, and and I would have a hard time picking a winning director of the 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 one film I've seen that did get nominated which is Killers of the Flower Moon and Barbie like to me those are equal if wildly different directorial achievements so I just well you I don't saw know how one that, that got nominated which is the holdovers and like no one's talking about Alexander Payne not getting nominated which was a shocker to me well so. Well, right, and I think I wouldn't make any of these criticisms because, again, I've not seen Anatomy of a Fall or Poor Things or The Zone of Interest or Oppenheimer, but, like, it does defy my expectation um, that all four of them would be more directorially impressive than what Barbie was, in my view. And Although, maybe more I, to the you point... Know, we we haven't seen Oppenheimer, but we all know Oppenheimer is going to win right? <laughs> for directing anyway. Probably for picture as well. But. Oh, I don't know. 
Definitely. I think for directing. Oh, really? You don't think Scorsese could win? I don't. I think oh. I think Oppenheimer's gonna win. Well, maybe. I don't know. I think we gotta see Oppenheimer. Um but like I don't know, man. I when you when you how many people total do you think saw Anatomy of a Fall, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest? And is it half of the number of people who saw Barbie? Um, <laughs> I would I would say if you combine them, it's probably not a third of the number of people. Yeah, who that's saw what Barbie. I'm saying. If you combine them, so like I, I don't I, that that has to me like that's always been important to the Oscars before, but it carries no weight when it's a question of a woman getting nominated as best director and like certainly progress has been made on this front but the the infrequency of of women directors nominated historically combined with the fact that barbie was both an international sensation at the box office and an incredibly thoughtful and creative directorial performance i get the frustration yeah, and I, look, I 100% get that. Like, the number of women who have been uh, nominated for Best Director is just is too low, full stop. You know what I mean? Uh, and the number of women who vote in the, <laughs> in the director category, which is a whole other thing, by the way. Like, people talk about the Academy like it's a sentient being with one opinion as opposed to, like, hundreds of people um, yeah, with wildly different – often crazy uh, opinions right. and you know in terms of the nomination process the only thing that everybody votes for is best picture like it's only directors who vote for best director there are not enough women directors and then there are, therefore there are not enough women voting in the director category and i you know like it, the fact that another woman was nominated doesn't excuse any of this for Greta Gerwig she's also not the first time i think she's been snubbed as, as it were uh but it's also a competitive look. Ten movies get nominated for Best Picture, often up to ten, and only five are going to get Best Director. So it's it's a competitive category. And like we said, Alexander Payne, I think, did a wonderful job. Also, did not get nominated. It does yeah. happen, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. But I do think, you know, as these things go, the the only one to me that has any resonance as more than a standard Oscar snub is. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. And and look, when you look at the body of work uh, that has, she's put together now, it's really impressive. And she deserves more nominations than she has. And like I said, if it were up to me, I probably would have voted for her. Yep. It's also probably worth pointing out that she's also probably going to win for a screenplay. So, yeah. Um, and it's probably it's also worth pointing out that, uh, you know, I think as you and I have already copped to, but many won't. Very few people have already seen all of these movies and are even including us. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But yeah. at least we're honest about it. Like there, there are not a lot of people sharing relevant opinions on this. Would be my guess. Yeah. And that that bugs me a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get back to stuff we we did watch. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about death and other details? Sure. Are we, how long do you expect that conversation to be? Not super long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, look, obviously, uh, when we talked about uh, murder at the end of the world, um, I was a, a little bit tired of these mystery box things, and this is another one. Yep. I'm having more fun here. It's uh, more fun. And I think maybe, maybe, right, yeah, I think it's just because there's a little less pretension. I think it's this This one is definitely enjoying itself. It's, it is it's, not it's better. It's much it is more, more silly fun. and playful. Yes. Yeah. 
I would right. I wouldn't say any of that necessarily makes it better, but I'm having a better time watching it. That's uh, fair. Um, yeah, um, that's more or less what I expected you to say. Like, I find this. I found the other one reasonably enjoyable. So, like, I find this one similarly enjoyable, but it is a very different style of presentation, if you will. I think that's totally fair. I just enjoy this presentation a lot more. Yeah, that for sure. Sense. And and I think it is more, like, obviously enjoyable. You know what I'm... I, I guess I'm saying, like, I happen to enjoy the other one also, but there's a lot less it's a lot less fun undeniably like this is just yeah. cute and fun and you know nothing not to recommend it by but there's also not necessarily anything to recommend it by like there's nobody nothing, nothing, there's nothing makes it essential at all no you no one is particularly compelling like the girl is like a thousand other girls and and the the detective is like a thousand other detectives and so on and so forth I do think she has kind of an interesting look, the girl. Um, yeah, but, she you know, looks that's... like. Um... Oh, I had this. She has, she does. She has a very specific look. I suppose. I feel like she she has like Joseph Gordon Levitt love interest written all over. <laughs> that's <sighs> that is a fascinating and surprisingly accurate way of describing yeah. uh violet bean you, who plays you get exactly what i'm saying though the lead you? of this show yes yeah. but she also specifically looks like someone that i'm blanking on right now hmm. well Good let story. me know if you come up with it <laughs> yeah i'll let you know um, but i had a revelation watching it i was like oh my god she looks like and then now i can't I can't place it anymore. That's you look. This is what happens when you get old, as you well know. <laughs> yes, this happens to me at least twice a day. Yeah, um, it is what it is. Uh, uh, all right, role play. Yeah. <laughs> so, when we talked about this, and I don't know if somebody wrote this down somewhere other than me when I was describing it in the homework on the pod description. Uh, but I had this as a rom com. You too, right? Uh, I don't know. I guess I was kind of expecting Mr. and Mrs. Smith, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was funny. Part role com, part part rom com, part action. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you feel like that's what you got? Yeah, a, lu- a lukewarm version of it. Y- you know, look, I didn't obviously think this- it was funny, but I didn't <laughs> think it was trying to be funny. It was like. A little trying bit, to be cute, almost more than funny. Does that it, make sense? Yeah, there were it had its cute moments, but I felt like it was a little too serious about the emotions of the cat. <laughs> this is such a weird thing to say about a movie. I, I feel like it took itself a little too seriously. I guess is what I'm saying. But like, this felt more like the sort of romantic drama character study you get out of like you know, Blue Valentine or what have you, but the drama is she's a murderer. Mm. Like, there were a lot of serious romantic scenes and serious, like, a couple cute, funny-ish, funny-adjacent things happen with regards to the killing. But but the, the, like, emotions of this movie are very sincere and, and, like, 
it's almost asking you to to think about like what would you do if it turned out your loving wife was actually a serial uh, well, yeah. not serial killer, a contract killer. And <laughs> also like watching it side by side with uh you know catching up on some Fargo was an interesting experience. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Do you know your wife? But, yeah, man. There's a point in this movie, right, where uh, David Oyelowo's character is uh, uh, is a person of interest uh, in an extremely high-profile New York murder investigation and gets on a plane and goes to Germany to meet his wife. Correct. And yet, how, how would that be possible in any sort of real life scenario? Well, so like, little the first of this. Thing, yeah, like it's just one of those. And it, look, that obviously doesn't define the movie, but it's just one of those kind of details that, like, this movie that's uh, more serious than you think, right? Is just sort of like whizzing past. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the kind of thing that just tells you, okay, we're it's it. This movie wants to be serious, but it isn't. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's sort of what I was getting at. Is like this is like the framework and execution of the movie we expected, but the script was a different type of movie entirely, maybe, or like the the tone. Yeah, like something, and it's not terrible. You know what I mean? I didn't have a terrible time. Like. The writing isn't bad, per se. I'm not saying this is Raven Rochelle here, you know? No, it is not Raven Rochelle. It's not, this is not the seal of desire. But it just doesn't... <laughs> the movie is at odds with itself. It's it, it takes some things too seriously and other things not seriously enough. Yeah. And I would say if you're Kelly Cuoco's agent... We've seen her do this now. You know what I mean? So I I, I don't know that you need to be putting her in these roles. You know I what I mean? I'm so glad you said that because I had not quite crystallized it in that way. But I specifically wanted to bring up that I think Kaylee Cuoco is in dire need of some, like, prestige acting roles. Yeah. And... I don't I think everything we have seen from her since the Big Bang theory suggests she is more than capable of that and that like she should be getting leading woman in an, in like a, a a you know high level taking our big shot film you know what I'm saying and have, instead I just like to see her do something where no one gets do a movie where no one gets murdered right or let's, where like let's start with that do a movie where you don't have to where you don't run or hold a gun <laughs> yeah. or chug down an airplane vodka bottle because things are that stressful. <laughs> you know well, I mean? I mean, look, some people chug down airplane vodka bottles. I'll let, I'll let that one go, but, but, All right. but I think, I think, and it's not, you know, again, I think saying like, what is her agent doing is the best way of thinking about it. Cause like, as far as I can tell, all she does is show up wherever she's asked and do a hell of a job, you know? Seems and like I it. just yeah. it feels like it's time to at least give her a shot at at the other thing that's not the thing she's been doing. Yep. Um So that was my biggest takeaway as well. But the movie's not terrible, you know? It's the movie's it's fine. fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. if you need to kill an hour and a half. And you're looking for a streaming movie, you can you can do worse. Right, exactly. 
Like if yes. you've spent most of your day watching Killers of the Flower Moon and you need a lighter time to finish off the rest of daylight, uh, this will this will help. It'll out. do. That'll <laughs> do, pig. If you're just if you're if you went to watch Reacher and you realize there are no more Reachers and you need to watch something on yeah. Amazon Prime, you it's do there. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad there are no more Reachers. It's so sad. Um, it really is. Like it's. It's it's a it's a uh, like a a soft spot. It's a sore issue in my home right now. Like we just we Friday's coming and Reacher is not, and that's upsetting. Yeah, I wonder where wonder where he's gonna wander to now. You know yeah. what I mean? Where even even if we wanted to find him, we never could. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's, he's it, like the character is like is us now, right? Yeah. Like he, we've got to wait to wait till he calls us out of the blue. We're Neely. <laughs> We're Neely being like, <laughs> can you just can you please be in slightly better touch with us? Let just yeah. let us know what's going on, man. Yeah. And We're not going to give you a hug. We just want to be around you. <laughs> um, it is weird how like. These seasons of this, like, basically, like, shoot 'em up show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, grab me emotionally every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, it does, especially because this, it's not a show that is trying to do too much. You know, it knows exactly what it is, but like, it just speaks to the power of really good entertainment. Like, if you do all the things right, it doesn't have to be, you know, emotionally complex to be emotionally resonant. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to put it. It's a great way to put it. Um, and, and, and yeah, and this this continues to balance that fine line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, I will continue to watch. So uh, this is it's like this in slow horses. Just you know, when you make, when you make some more, let me know. I'll be back. Yeah. You know, I'll be there. <laughs> I will be. Um, and true detective you know only two episodes so far this season but like i feel like it's back on track yeah me too that I'm one in. i feel like we're, we're not i don't know how many you know i think i, I have feel this one is the the, the last of it you know what I it mean, may but. be but i'm just saying we will uh i think we'll have to revisit it indeed indeed i'll be ready for that yeah. um all right so homework uh we've we got some some interesting stuff uh, lined up for this week. Um, you're going to finish Fargo, right? I am. I'm going to finish Fargo. Um, something that I did this week, and I'm not sure why, because I just had some time in front of the television. Uh, I wound up binging the remaining uh, portion of Beef. I think I've only watched two episodes, so that was quite a quite a large portion of Beef. Um, Award. So we're going to yes, we're going to yeah. we're going to finish that. Um, I think it will surprise you. Certainly surprised me a little bit, and uh, okay. Sexy Beast, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right, like this is a a meaningful movie to you, right? Sexy Beast. No, no, no. I might be confusing you with another one of my friends. I think you're confusing me, but it's yeah. a really good movie. Uh, there is a television version of it uh, that is debuting on Paramount Plus this week, so we're gonna. Uh, watch Sexy Beast, the TV series. And see yeah, and I'm interested to see what that means because, like, so much of Sexy Beast, the film, was just about Ben Kingsley doing Ben Kingsley stuff. Yeah, um, and I don't believe he's in this, right? So I, I actually don't know, but 
but uh, yeah, I would assume not. It doesn't seem like the sort of thing he would do. Seems like he may have aged out of being that particular character. <laughs> Certainly, he uh, he'd probably have to do some of the physical parts slightly differently. I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. It was, um, uh, it was not. It was not recently that film. No, 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 I feel like it's been about twenty years. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm still looking forward to it. I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, and that is a feels like a little bit lighter portion of the homework, and I've already done half of it, so I'm I'm excited for free time this week for me. There you go. You can just relax. You just do nothing all week. Watch some NFL playoffs or whatever. We do have NFL playoffs, and look, NBA stuff's heating up. They're doing this rivalry thing that, like, it's in some ways a cheap gimmick, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, Sexy Beast came out in 2000, so 20, yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah, I would imagine physically he's he's changed a bit. <laughs> how, how old is <laughs> was it? Right was it, it wasn't exactly a, a, a brute to begin with, you know what I mean? No, but I just I don't know if he can move like he used to. This is based on nothing other than the fact that Sir Ben Kingsley is now 80 years old. (laughs) Like the difference physically, the difference between 56 and 80 feels important. I agree. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. I got to go do stuff. Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.